0: You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall Editors of the Batuta Advocate On Desert Rock FM Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate podcast A bit of a more relaxed one this week We've had some big hitters of late You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall And of course Errol Parker Editor at large of the newspaper We're in the bigger booth
1: this week If you can... Hear a bit of echo. A
0: bit of echo, or, or maybe even the quality's improved. Like, this is usually the one where we have videos, but we've um, double booked ourselves. And uh, we're recording in here, just audio only. We'll put some photos up so you can see what today's guest looked like. Today's guest, we were very excited to have him on. Uh, he's a big deal. Uh, yeah,
1: it's so refreshing to finally have a conservative on here. Yeah. It's good. A
0: conservative... Wait, up, I'll just get this... This beer for you, conservative, Thatcherite, Reaganist, visual artist. Thank you for joining us, Jason Fu. Thanks for having me, guys. Now we have misrepresented you with that introduction, but uh, what we didn't misrepresent is that you're a big deal. That is the truth.
2: Can you Love please a big ex- deal? Well, yeah, yeah. you uh, explain to us. Forty percent off. Forty percent off what? That's well, that's a big deal. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) He's he's getting cheeky. Bucky got that one through the
2: Disney. He's getting cute.
1: No, no. Straight Um, through the gate, off stump.
0: He's uh, a big deal in the art world. You're an artist, a visual artist. What would your job title be? Uh,
2: I don't know why, but practicing Mm artist. It's just something that was in one of my CVs when I was younger. And then that's just, it just sounds more professional from a 22 year old perspective, but it doesn't make any sense. Just artist. You can call me an artist. Not pro- professional artist? You could call me a professional artist. If it sounds very... Um, who was the uh, who's the guy who did all the splatters of the carpet ad? Oh. Jackson Pollock. No, no, no. bloody um, um, from Pro Heart. Pro Heart. Oh, yeah. Sounds yep. like what Pro Heart would call themselves. Yeah. Professional From the era when
0: it first became a profession, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah, right. I never thought about that, actually. In Australia, it would have, at one point, become a Yeah, well, it was always... In
0: Australia, it was always... Get the job that your dad has, if not law, medicine, or Duntrune. And then I guess around that era, people were allowed to be freak shows and paint for a living. Tell me, was it like that for you? Deciding that you wanted to paint, what was the initial response from your both parents and your peers?
2: Well, I went to a selective school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I guess the post will have my picture. But I'm Chinese, Vietnamese, I'm Asian. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it plays a part in, in what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. cool. Uh, right. But uh, there's, there is that cliche of um, your Asian parents not wanting you to become an artist. My parents didn't, certainly didn't want me to become an artist. I actually didn't want to become an artist until... My art teacher convinced me and my parents that I should do it. High school art teacher? Yeah, high school art teacher. Shout Geez. out to Mr. Morris. Mm. Yeah. Who I think... Oh, captain, my captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really lovely art teacher convinced me I should become an artist. And my school, Sydney Boys High, you know, all my peers were doctors, lawyers, yeah. engineers now, mm-hmm. sort yeah. of thing. Hyper-academic. Eastern yeah. Suburbs, private yeah, school so type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So school, Scamo same yeah. school as comeo yeah, yeah yeah um he actually caused quite a division one year in our um <laughs> oh. old boys union you know it's But that's like another him. story <laughs> anyway um my art <laughs> teacher said oh you should become an artist but i'd watched this is something that's a pretty common thread my sort of stupidity i guess or my single-mindedness i'd watched um i forgot what the movie's called it's got vigo Mordenstein, michael douglas ranks. and um gwyneth paltrow and Michael Douglas hires Vigo Mordenstein, a failed artist to kill Gwyneth Paltrow. I think they fall in love or something. But anyway, I, I Sorry, I'm
0: just, yeah, you, I'm look, just, you look it up. I'm just yeah. Googling I'm this pivotal moment in your life. But then
2: uh, he's like a loser in his parents' attic who does heroin or something. And then uh, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I don't want to be a loser, heroin addict, mm-hmm. addict living person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But my art teacher was like, hey, that's a movie. Um, a Perfect Murder? A Perfect Murder. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think it was a very good film, but. 6.6 um, yeah. six out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty high, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my teacher's like, no, you should do it and work hard. And also, I actually failed to get the mark to do engineering by two points, actually. So that was,
0: you were going down the cliche path that you were just talking about. Is that what your parents wanted?
2: Um, my parents were actually. Pretty good about it I think they said no you shouldn't do that but I think after my teacher talked to them my mom was actually pre sort of cultural revolution Mm -hmm. when she was in China was in the theater my grandparents Mm -hmm. on my mom's side were were well in the theater so she was a bit more sympathetic but still you know cliche sort of Asian parent not wanting me to do it for very good reason, I said. Immigrant ambition. Why would you want to muck around with? Yeah, but I mean, uh, a like, gray gray market. That's what
0: it is. Because when it's on, it's on. When it's not, it's not.
2: Yeah, and I still think that you know. Yeah. If I had kids, I don't. I don't know if I would um, tell them to do art or encourage them actually to mm-hmm. do art because it's pretty, pretty difficult sort of to get by. But I'm doing pretty well right now. Well, that's know? what I <laughs> want to
0: talk about. When was the moment? When were you like? Uh, okay, now it is time to go all in on this because you've worked at a whole range of different jobs over the years. You've had an office. Have you had an office job?
1: I know you've been in hospitality. You've been um, a bar back, a glassy. I a can't kitchen see hand. you being a corporate drone. I can see you working in hospitality, but certainly not.
2: I did hospital? Oh, I did six months putting things in envelopes. I don't temp. Know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was at a desk. I yeah, guess yeah. you know that was my <laughs> only desk job. Yeah. Temp work. Yeah. What were you putting in? I don't remember. All I remember was everyone else who was there longer than me when I came in all had really strategic band-aids, which I thought looked stupid. But then after half a day, I was like, that is not stupid at all. Paper cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So these people are like
1: professional envelope stuffers. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah,
2: Immediately went out that I've and just got a big pack of band-aids and then put them on yeah
0: fuck so when did you decide I don't need to wear band-aids on my fingers anymore I don't need to binge drink with my Irish friends that I've made working in this pub when did you think it's time to wear band-aids on my painting fingers and binge drink with these freaks I've met at art gallery openings
2: it was probably only three years ago four years ago I stopped HOSPO I've always worked HOSPO mainly I've had odd jobs here and there but I've always enjoyed it you know well, when I say freaks,
0: I, I mean free spirits, of course. I'm not uh, cheapening uh, the circus, visual arts. Circus types. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. The showies. The showies. Show yeah. But I, I do want to know when the. The reason we've got you on right now is because announced several days ago was the Archibald Prize finalist. You're one of them, uh-huh. but you're also a nominee for the Sulman and the Wynn. Uh, that's a big deal. Triple yeah. threat this year. It's not the first time, right? You've actually won one of those prizes. Uh, so first of all, I want to ask, what are the differences between the three prizes? Most people listening would understand that the Archibald is Australia's portrait prize, then the Win and the Sulman. I'd like you to kind of explain the those two.
2: Yeah, so the Archibald's uh, portrait, and it's preferably of someone that's um, famous in the arts or literature or letters or whatever. But it's preferably, and then it's also not just Australian artists, it's Australasia. So Okay. I think there's been a couple of New Zealand entrants yeah. and there's and been... And the subjects yeah. Taika
0: Waititi was a, a subject a couple of years ago. So you are allowed to be a Kiwi subject or artist.
2: Yeah, um, and that's a portrait in painting, whatever kind of painting you do. And then you've got the soulman, yeah. which is a genre painting or a painting from life or something else. I've got what it was but it's basically you can paint anything it's okay. a genre yeah. it can be drawn it's from like just,
1: it's a good painting award
2: yeah novels yeah. or yeah. a scene from life or yeah. from literature or history or whatever so yeah so we're
0: we talking like those battle photos or you know yeah but yeah, bushfires. It, if yeah. you look
2: through the history of it people have basically painted anything and yeah. sort of gone yeah you know, the wind is a landscape of this australian landscape it can be a cityscape but also you can enter a figurative sculpture as well okay yeah Yeah. true so
1: like all those artists who are on there like heidelberg school shit and yeah like they're doing that stuff
2: there's some there's some nice sculptures Sculptures. they're getting so
1: there's a prize for everyone really i mean like it doesn't really matter what your medium is you can enter one of these three prizes unless you're a cheater and use a camera or AI. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so these three awards are announced on the same night in the same, the same show, the Art Gallery in New South Wales. You, at 27 years of age, won the Salman Prize. No, I think I was 25
2: or Whoa, 24. Whoa, okay. Yeah,
0: 25, yeah. 25 years of age, you're working as a kitchen hand at the Peter Shamara SL.
2: Uh, Yes I was a kitchen hand And hadn't moved to the I'd moved to Moved to the bar A couple of years later But you know It sounds like a Lawyer thing
1: That is the fine RSLs It's probably what my parents Would have loved In in a different way
2: Me to pass the bar But I moved to the bar From the kitchen Okay You
0: passed to the bar (laughs) And what I always found Interesting is that You turned up to work The next day Despite having a Pocket full of cash The kind of cash That a 25 year old Kitchen hand Is not
1: familiar With I think most people Would turn up to work the next day. I mean, mm. like it isn't like Oz Lotto. It is though. At that age. At twenty, You think about our I, first book advance we ever got. I was, I was saving for a house deposit and that <laughs> didn't even touch the fucking signs. Well, it lasted me two
2: years. <laughs> yeah. But the first thing is I actually didn't have a pocket full of cash. My dad had a little freak out because I gave him the envelope they gave me. He was there at the night and he called me an hour later and said, there's nothing in the envelope. It was just like a Photo op, and All they, they right. gave me that they didn't want to give you the check, you know, <laughs> oh, while you're getting drunk or whatever. Oh, right. Um, so and the second won the
0: prize we're gonna pretend there's a check in yeah. here, uh, tens of thousands of dollars for
1: those listening. And then they ask you for your, your bank dates,
2: yeah. But then also, I'd never earned enough to pay tax up until then, yeah. And then two years later, did my tax returns, and my accountant was like, Oh, so you have to pay this much tax, and I was like, I don't understand what you mean. And I was (laughs) fucked, you know, (laughs) because I didn't realize you're you're taxed on... um, The hot gathering
0: in New South Wales aren't going to do you a solid and give it to you in cash.
2: That'd be great. So just a. <laughs> they do you know. tax you
0: on art prizes too, which is which is funny.
2: Yeah, that's been a contentious issue in yeah. the art world. You know yeah. that yeah. um, there's always a comparison. I don't like this competition between the sports world and art world, but yeah, there is a comparison of you know well, sports people don't you get, get 30, 30 grand. Appearance. I
1: reckon you should get your first art prize is like tax free, mm-hmm. but if you're like Makes one sense. of those you know, darlings of the homeowning artists, then you were already light years ahead of everyone else. So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you have to pay tax like the rest of us. I
0: so was that, a good moment, was, was that the moment you went all in?
2: No, I, I sort of, I was 25. I think if I'd won the prize now, I'd go straight to a useless um, deposit on a home because right now no one can afford homes anyway. Yeah. doesn't touch the sides, but I would just put it aside, but that lasted for two years. I, i lived I based myself in China in Chongqing, mm-hmm. which is in the southern provinces of China, but sort of right in the middle, if you look at the map, it's a city of thirty four million people. It's quite a few, quite a lot of people that lived there. And um, It's one of those regions that's famous for the Sichuan food or the spicy food that we uh, uh, yeah. yeah. but um in yeah, that lasted two years. I, I was living in an apartment for like fifteen dollars a week there traveled around Asia and did work and yeah. See how it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> rent, wasn't,
0: uh, rent wasn't stinging it. Yeah. And then, so what are you doing then as a practice? Would you view that as a residency or a sabbatical? Like, what are you doing? I did are start off... Are, are you in a gallery back in Australia or are you...
2: Yeah, I started off doing a residency there in Chongqing and then sort of just hung around for two years. Came back to Sydney, was doing shows. But yeah, like I said, I've sort of just been doing shows and not making much money until about three, or four years ago mm-hmm. and then stopped working in hospital and then just was like, yeah, this started to make enough money to, yeah, make a living and was like, oh, great. And sort of just flowed into it. There was no sort of light bulb moment, you know. Does
0: the, uh, does the institutional recognition of your work, say winning the Salmon at 25 years of age does that legitimise you do you think to gallerists and buyers because mm. at the end of the day you are making these paintings you know um yeah that are being institutionally recognised with making art prizes and being finalists and shit really but at the end of the day you've got to be everyone at some in some capacity has to be a commercial artist do the two go hand in hand
2: yeah um definitely there is the um you don't have to win the archibald Solomon, or win it certainly does help but um to sort of get some recognition especially even if the painting just gets in it sells easier mm. but yeah that is just part and parcel i think it's a it's actually a bit of a problem in the art world there's not much talk about the professionalization of it you know yeah. this sort of i guess it's this post hippie pre-gfc mentality where yeah. people are selling their whole shows before they left the studio doors yeah. And then, you know, you didn't have to think about money, you know, and obviously house prices were low, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, so now, now. Their warehouse
0: lofts that double yeah, as a Yeah, yeah.
2: Now you got to, I hate the word, but this is like hustle, I yeah. guess, you know. Yeah. Um. My friend Abdul Abdullah, who I believe you guys have had on, says yep, last year our paintings are like uh, jewelry for houses.
0: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um,
2: and I'm happy to, you know, that's not it's pretending actually, it doesn't that's exist. It's a really good way of looking yeah. at it because
0: it actually alleviates the artist of any responsibility as to who has it in their house. You know what I mean? Like, it's jewelry. Jewelry is jewelry. You, we can all admire any multi-billionaire fossil fuels persons jewellery we can admire their paintings and i don't think the artist should have to worry that you know because of commercial art it's not just museums that your art is in it's
2: you know even even the other stuff that was frowned upon now those artists who frowned upon it do which is like you know you're doing ads or Mm -hmm. you know sponsorships or whatever now you know all those artists who that older generation who sort of tut-tutted on it yeah. and now we're sort of picking that up and it's yeah. very normal. Um, it's just, if you don't have money, you're going to make money somehow. Yeah. It's kind of like a Ken Doan. Yeah. Who I'm sure you're going yeah, to... He was a bring.
1: trailblazer. Mm. like.
2: Yeah, I think he was, you know, actually a really great artist that was sort of looked down upon because he went, you know, did all those ads, commercial stuff, but... To Merch- be honest, merchandise. Well, he was just as good a painter as anyone in these generations. He
1: was Australian yeah. Father of the Year in 1982 as there well. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was New South Wales Father of the Year, but New South still Wales a big gong. Yeah. New
2: South Wales Father of the Year, probably better than yeah. Australian Father of the Year. It's, it's our most populous yeah. state. <laughs> Certainly it would be better than the Brisbane Father of the Year. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a low <little> bar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, now
0: tell me tell Wally Lewis <laughs> wins again <laughs> yeah, the guy that wins a
1: premiership uh, with his kid on his shoulders for the 18th year running uh, come so, on Wally Oh,
0: he's not here <laughs> Yeah, that is an interesting point you make about Ken Doan he was on top of the commercial stuff well before we saw artists on Instagram being like mm, I love Derwin pencils and you know <laughs> Carhartt, they give me the best jumpsuits to paint in if I even said that brand probably. But he was on top of <laughs> commercializing his art. He he had aprons. He was, he was selling merch. He was selling all kinds of shit. He was big in Japan. Yeah, but like
1: sake. his paintings are good to look at. Yeah. Like they're very colorful and you know.
0: I know, but that's the thing. There's plenty of edgy underworld artists who have very pleasant paintings to look at or unpleasant. And sometimes that's the, that's the goal. But they just wouldn't put themselves where Ken Doan put himself, which is on the front of magazines.
1: No.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of that came from and still does come from people who, you know, the art world is naturally attracts people of a richer background. Yeah. Um, to survive in the art world, you've got to see through those drought years. So yeah. the only way really you can do that is from, um, what's the Batuta... always do Daddy's Amex or whatever Um, the bank of mum and dad bank of mum and dad yeah Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they don't pass on the interest (laughs) rates they don't pass on the interest rates I'm from a middle class background as well and I've seen through a lot of you know my in quotation marks poorer years just staying at mum and dad's which not a lot of people have the sort of luxury of but it just makes things easier
0: and once upon a time you'd have the patrons as well you'd have some old widow in Bellevue Hill that'd say you know what this is going to be what I do. I'm going to support There's a you. couple of
2: artists I know who have a sort of a literal unlimited, you know, black Amex. Or really? Whatever. Yeah. Just someone who loves their work. Yeah, just sort of oh, floating around, buying dream. whatever, you know. That yeah. is the dream. I mean, I'm sure it happens in Still. a lot of industries. It
1: happens in sport. Like, it, it does happen in sport. People will get... They wouldn't have that Nando's card, though. Uh, no. I Nando? think it's
2: actually a new... Um, it's like a new um, fetish now. It's the... What do they call it? Oh, the, yeah. Sugar daddy, sugar, sugar money. Daddy, sugar daddy, Yeah, but there's money. a term for it. It's called like money BDSM or something where you're like, you just pay for people's rent and stuff and you don't expect anything in return and that's sort of the punishment you get, you know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, that sounds like having yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, hey, if anyone wants to punish me, you know, I'd love to. Oh, no, the other way around. Whatever. Whatever. However it works. You'd like me to punish
0: money. you by spending your money yeah. on paints. Let me know. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it. Tell us about the first time you were nominated for the Archibald. That is the award, obviously. That's, And again, no one likes comparing art with sport, but I can't get past the term they say, describing the Archibald as the face that stops the nation. I thought that was really
2: good when I first heard it. it oh, look, <laughs> oh, actually, going back to your question about what it means, it's like the Archibald has gotten me in a lot of doors. Yeah. You know, like Sometimes you're like, hey, I had this show in this amazing place, so I got this amazing award, and then people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like... Oh, also, I was a finalist in Archibald. They're like, oh, what? Really? You must yeah. be a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So so when you, yeah. meet,
0: you meet like a random punter and they say, what do you do for a living? You say, you're an artist. And they go, jeez, does that pay? And then you go, yeah, I've been in the Archibald. They're like, oh, damn.
2: Yeah, and also. It legitimizes um, you in their minds. I work in a lot of different fields as well in my artwork. So it just helps open doors, which yeah. is great. But the first year was, I was represented by Ray Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And Evan Hughes, so Good Ray Hughes, RIP, you know. And Evan
0: Hughes ran for Wentworth against Malcolm Turnbull under yeah. the slogan, make Point Piper great again.
2: Yeah, eight-point swing against Malcolm Turnbull in his own seat, you know. Really? I don't think it that touched the sides, but like yeah, eight-points, yeah, yeah. big, big swing. Yeah, yeah, when he was Prime Minister. Yeah, <laughs> <points>. <laughs> but uh, I painted Ray Hughes and then Evan was in a picture. And oh, Ev- so you
0: painted your gallerists.
2: Yeah, and... Um, Heaven's New son was in the picture as well. And, yeah, it
0: was actually... Three generations of...
2: Yeah, it was uh, a nice painting to do that I sort of... I I generally gift the paintings to my sitters. It's just a sort of thing, nice thing, I think, to do. But, yeah, um, I found out, I think... Yeah, when I found out, I was quite stoked. Yeah, Yeah. that's... How old were you
0: then? Was that a couple of years after?
2: No, it was the year before. So 2004, I think I was 24. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. 20, 2014, I think, yeah.
0: So you had a bit of a run-up to the Sulman win.
2: Yeah, that was 2015, which was a shock because it was, um, yeah, didn't expect to win, mm-hmm. got to call at like 11 or something. And so traditionally, Nine. yeah, so no, no, in the morning. Yeah, right. Because they judge it, they judge everything in the morning. Yeah. And then they tell everyone. But um, the day before is the artist lunch. Right. So all the artists get together with the volunteer guys or so, the so, uh, so after
0: they've announced the finalists, uh-huh.
2: yeah, yeah, the they, week after, yeah, a yeah. week
0: after they announce the finalists, they have a lunch, yeah, and then they announce the winner the next day.
2: Yeah, and so at the lunch we all get together and mm-hmm. we get really pissed yeah. and and so and no one touches. We're it, all no. equals as well, you yeah. know, at that point, which is really nice because no one's won yet. And then so I didn't think I'd win or anything and then got the call at 11 and didn't understand why the director of Dark Arco New South Wales was calling me. So my painting had fallen down. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, something, or something bad, you know. And yeah. then it was like, oh, you've won. you got to get here in an hour. So I remember I got to... Were you hungover? Yeah. After the lunch? And I went to, caught up Evan um, Hughes... He was like, come over to the gallery immediately. And I was like, do we have time? He's like, yeah, come over, come over. And I was like, okay. So I went to the gallery. He poured me a whiskey that was up to the top of the glass. And I was like, oh, mm. I, I don't think I really want that. He's like, no, i do you good. And then he poured it and sat there for a second and then looked at me and tapped his sort of watch and was like, I think we better get going. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he's like, Well are you gonna finish that? And it was like literally a second, yeah. I was like, Okay, so I sculled this glass of whiskey. What? Did not have help. a midi of
1: have a midi of Johnny Walker Black with me. Yeah, test. it's not Quickly. like in the movies where Let's you have it and
2: on. you're ready for the day. I just no. felt sick the whole day. It just fucked you up. Yeah.
0: And i suppose supposed probably stopped you from saying the wrong thing probably put put a bit of a,
1: put yeah put, put, slowed your pace a bit yeah <laughs> i'd like to thank the trustees and god thank you yeah yeah i think a really
2: good hangover cue is just water yeah you know? yeah Sometimes <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> the hydration is the
0: cause. did you did you have microphones shoved in your face what was going on
2: no i don't remember being that hectic actually um yeah right there was an announcement which is obviously you're on stage and there's a the media there but then Yeah, I don't... I think that generally, obviously, the Archibald get... The winner gets a lot of attention. Sort of stood around for a couple of interviews. Mostly microphone interviews as well. And what was your
0: painting of that year with the Salmon?
2: Oh, it was the three severed Buddha heads. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a fun painting. Yeah, Yeah, it was on... uh, It was Chinese painting, so it was like ink on rice paper,
0: yeah. And have you found... With the Chinese, you know, just your own cultural influences on your own work. As you said before, the Cultural Revolution, your mother was involved in the theatre. You have a large extended family, Chinese, Vietnamese. You've learned a lot of things, and and that comes through in your art. I see a lot of characters. Did you find when you bring that to the table as a young bloke? As a young, you know, you're not like an old man doing like you know the oral history of China. You're a young bloke. You're a modern artist. Did you find that some people kind of... In an art world in Australia that was going through a lot of changes, you were the changes that people were confronting? How did people respond to your very different... I mean, you weren't painting... Mm, no, the, you not at all. You weren't painting what people used to paint.
2: No, not at all, because um, there was a whole generation of... I mean, Chinese people sort of have existed pre-Tiananmen, but there was a whole bunch of artists that came after uh, '89. So you've got Guan Wei and a bunch of these artists that came and sort of established themselves. So they'd already, I guess, set the groundwork for that and the language, I guess. You know, we're all very different.
0: Are these these Chinese-Australian artists? Yeah, Chinese-Australian
2: artists, like Guan Wei. Yeah, um, they'd already set down... You know, we all make very different art, but that language didn't seem so foreign. Yeah, right. Literally, and, I mean, like a painting language didn't seem that foreign, so... Yeah, we're always very grateful for them to sort of have done that and set the roots for different um, galleries, taking them up. So Ray Hughes was one of those early commercial galleries that went to mainland China to bring artists over and represent them. And a lot of those artists also went on to sort of establish foray, Centre for Contemporary Asian Art, amongst other people um, in Australia. So, yeah, it was really great. So back to the hustle.
0: We understand the commercial aspect. You've got a a great, well, I'm I'm sure you're still great friends with uh, the Hughes family. But they were great supporters of your art. So the commercial aspect there, when you're hot, you're hot. When you're selling, you're selling. Everyone's happy. Uh, When you're getting institutional recognition and you're winning prizes, that only accelerates the commercial aspect, but it also kind of affirms your legacy. But there's still dry patches in between all that shit. Yeah. And for the hustle right now I heard you're working with robotics like what do you do on the side what are these things you do outside of winning prizes and selling out shows what yeah, else you do? yeah I mean
2: there's just a lot of different sort of levels to the art world I guess mm. which even most of the viewers would be very familiar with so you got like your commercial gallery so I'm represented by a commercial gallery that's like having a label I guess mm-hmm. um, so you're selling artworks through them they take their cut then we've got Arco in New South Wales, you know, museums, MCA, they'll commission artists okay. to be in shows, make work, or, you know, just show their pieces that already exist. Um, and then I also do things like Rising, which is a new sort of Melbourne arts festival, and Dark Mofo is coming up.
0: Yeah, right. so you're in there. You're in Dark Mofo.
2: Yeah, Dark Mofo. Yeah. And that's where the robotics side is. But <laughs> yeah,
0: I look forward to this.
2: But I, I, think I'm, I think I'd rather shy away from the term robotics because I'm using quite simple motors. They're just toys that can sing this opera I've made. So I'm working with um, Michael Blake and Belinda Dunstan, two, uh, I guess, robotics specialists, I guess I'd call them, but um, they're also artists. So they're helping me with the sort of technical side of that. And then Vincent Goodyear, who... Um, is uh has been nominated for a opera award you mm-hmm. know worked on the last kid Cudi album yep. so yeah a really great composer and has been working on music scores as well he's helped me write this opera documentaries also. and all kinds of things mm-hmm. so i've put these sort of elements together they're basically the functions of the robots they're soft toys that sort of sing this opera but They've got the functionality of a motor, which was, you know, invented in like 1820 or something. So <laughs> there's no AI or chips. So yeah, yeah, in them.
1: So it's safe to say you haven't got a hex set anymore.
2: <laughs> no, not at the moment. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Not easy. at the no, moment. Yeah. No, he's going to go oh, back, no. man. He's Are an you an going back? <laughs> he's got to go do a thesis. At 60 Probably a slip years of away. the tongue. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I go back become an engineer or something. <laughs> but then also I, I do, I guess, what you would loosely call design work. So. There's a new Ace Hotel boutique, that hotel that opened in Sydney, did all the murals across there and designed sort of the... um, A great restaurant
1: on top of that roof. Kiln, yeah, yeah, by Mitchell, you know, great restaurant.
2: Yeah, shout out Mitchell.
0: (laughs) When did you feel that happening? When did you feel, I guess, you jumping out of the arts into hotel design and murals Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff? Because that... That's when you start deal that's when you become yeah. a bit of a household
1: name. It doesn't really sound like there's a module of that at art school where it's like, you know, how to paint in hotels. No,
2: but I think most of the artists in my generation and below it's just very normal. Yeah, right. And then also it's not always heavily advertised. So if you just delve into your favorite sort of artists histories often They do do a range of things, you know, even the most what you'd consider probably conservative painters or Mm. whatever. They they all do this huge range of stuff. And I think it's part of the luxury of being an artist. You've got you dictate your own hours. Mm -hmm. You can decide who to work for. Often commercial galleries are quite encouraging of this as well. So they're often the ones finding you those jobs. Yeah right. Yeah, it's it's sort of part and parcel now of what we do as artists and what we kind of have to do to make the big bucks, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah,
0: just to live without fear of moving back into your parents' house,
1: or just having a base level of human comfort and dignity. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. I'm not here for the base comfort. I I want you can buy your own nice food and you know video games and delicious cocktails and.
1: And fast cars.
2: Fast. I'm a bit scared of fast cars. Maybe like a fair enough Subaru Forester. Luxury vehicles. Yeah. Don't get a
1: Forester, mate. You know what they say about those guys who drive a Forester. No. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. news.
2: Oh, why? Why is it bad news? It's
0: like Persia. It's the new Persia. All
2: right.
1: Now let's get to your triple threat this year.
0: I introduced you as a triple threat. Uh, 2023 triple threat nominated for all three. Uh, not not done that often the sawman the win the Archer board
1: all in the same year has anyone ever won all three of those in the same year
2: yeah Brett whiteley
1: Brett whiteley
0: and what? He, yeah he won all three yeah. back in the day
1: okay
2: um,
0: and't and anything back in the era when he was at his absolute zenith in terms of popularity and you could do stuff like that yeah well he was he was unstoppable you yeah. are now you now join that alumni of artists who've done the triple threat What did you paint this year? Can you tell us all three of your submissions? So
2: this year, um, for the win, I've painted some sort of dead rats on flowers. So one of the (laughs) earliest places I worked was Phillips Foot Restaurant, RIP, just closed um, recently. Yeah. It's a cook-your-own-steak place opposite the MCA. Oh, what an era. Uh, So I was working the kitchen back in the day there, and they had this huge rat problem one year across the rocks. Mate. I remember that. Yeah, yes. these rats um, sort of discovered coffee grounds and they got addicted to it and got super aggressive and, you know, hyper strength from it. So all the heads of the restaurants got together and we they had to get steel bins for coffee grounds because they were chewing through the plastic bins to get to the coffee grounds. And weaned them off for like six months. But there was all, it, that, that wasn't a particular <laughs> right. painting, but there was always rats around the rocks. Mate,
1: yeah. right, but they were right there. Why didn't they just put the coffee grounds in the harbour? It's true. It's right there. Yeah, well, you yeah. probably could have back then, but yeah. I guess... I mean, being, that's what I do with my coffee. goes go straight down the sink. They were being responsible. They,
0: that's a very... I did not know about that chapter of the rocks' history when the, when the zombie rats went wild.
2: Yeah, I mean, you there's always rats there yeah. because obviously it's where the ships all dock and rats come in and out. And
1: in the big blue bin of Sydney Harbour. Mm-hmm. So you've got...
2: That's uh, for the wind, which is the landscape mm-hmm. one. Um, so I guess it's a cityscape, really. Yep. So there was all these flower beds that were installed one year and you know, sometimes you'd find the rats sort of sleeping in them and they'd oh, just be everywhere, you know. And then for the soulmen, I uh, just painted some a lovely scene of some sort of birds and frogs and stuff i yeah. don't know it was just a colorful nice painting that yeah I liked. right yeah and then the archibald painted william yang who's a quite a prolific photographer and a storyteller he was around so i mean he's still around that's not a way to phrase it but he, he was sort of documenting the gay sort of party scene in the 70s and 80s all oh, right you know a lot of photographers and filmmakers end up or start off as sort of just people who sort of just film at parties and just around and then, you know, he's um, quite well regarded as, you know, an artist and an archivist, but he's moved on to sort of this storytelling where he uses projections and um, tells stories on a stage in theatres and stuff. But, yeah, he's he's still around taking photos and documenting sort of openings and the party scene sort of thing. So,
0: yeah. I mean, big year to get him and pride of all years. Yeah, if he was a a a big
2: year for Sydney, hey. Yeah, big
0: year, (laughs) big year for Sydney, yeah. Big year for you, Jason Foo. What else have you got in the works?
2: So I got um yeah Dark Mofo, and then I'm in the national at the moment. What what? that's
0: winter solstice, isn't it? That's July.
2: Yeah, eighth to twenty second of July.
0: Are you spending a week there?
2: Uh, I'm spending a couple of weekends there, yeah. but I've got other projects to yeah. jump in and out. I hope
1: you've all already done your accommodation. I've heard that's... Uh,
2: that's oh, no, they, they, they put you up. They He's put you up. And I'm in the National, which is uh, every two years I have a national survey of Australian artists across MCA, Art Gallery New South Wales, yeah. yeah. Carriage Works, and this year, Campbelltown Art Centre. So part of that um, national survey. Yeah. Right. Yeah, go check it out. And any, any shows?
0: Do you have time to sell a show worth of paintings?
2: Yeah, I'm doing a couple of painting shows in my gallery. So I'm with Station Gallery in Melbourne and yeah. Chalk Horse in Sydney. Yeah, I've got shows of them and just shows coming out of my wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> well,
0: we're going to have to get down to one of those shows. Yeah. We're going to share, if you don't mind, those three submissions, those three finalist paintings you've done on social media, if you have appropriate photographs that do them justice. Um we'll share them for the followers. And I'm sure they'll all be watching with a keen eye to see if Jason Fu can bring up yeah, one if of them. Yeah, if
2: you need some jewellery for your houses, oh, I've yeah. got lots yeah. of jewellery for your houses. You know, yeah. like and <laughs> if we do
1: post them... Don't screenshot them because that's stealing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't take my NFTs or whatever. <laughs>
0: screenshot from our Instagram
1: his paintings and then stretch
2: it and then by two <laughs> meters and put it in a frame.
1: And take them to Officeworks and say you oh, can run Ao, through an algorithm please.
2: these days, make it better. Slip you know? pixels. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Jason Fu,
2: and all the best over the next week. Thank you, Errol. Thank you, Clancy. Yeah,
1: nailed it, mate. Thank yeah.
2: you. <laughs>